Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sunday Shorty Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mack. After uh, giving Zach Gelb a helping hand for the last two hours of his marathon eye on football show, they turn it over to me and say, J-Mac, talk to the peeps. And that's what I try and do when I come on Sunday nights. I open up the phones for you guys. We did that now in number one. I will do so again coming up in about 20 minutes from now, uh, and we'll do so through the end of the show. Uh, but we also try and get a guest up on um, Sunday nights, too. And uh, my producer, Shep, was leaning along the Pittsburgh uh, line prior to today's game. He said, I'm going to steal a guy. That could be a good story. They win. But okay, yeah, steal a guy. Be all right. And then they got there. Heads handed to them today. I said, "There's no reason to get anybody on to talk about the Steelers now." You have the to Patriots. Sell me out like that, Jody. Uh, sorry, bud. Uh, it's the truth. I, your chef does a great job. I ask him. <laughs> I lean on him. I go, "Which way you want to go on this week?" Except when he gets it wrong, and then I say, "Yeah, we got to go in another direction." I said, "How about the Patriots?" And if we get the Patriot, if we get a Patriot guy up, can we make it Adam Kaufman from WBZ in Boston? He said, "I'll try." We've got Adam Kaufman for WBZ in Boston to join us. How are you, AK? Jody, man, I'm all, I'm always around. As, as I'm just, I, I spend most of my time just waiting for the phone to ring from you. To be honest, <laughs> you lie like a rug, but that's why we like you. Um, <laughs> I, I believe the last time we spoke was after the return of Tom Brady to Boston and all the pomp and circumstance that went on with it and all the interpersonal relationships and the meeting mm-hmm. with Belichick afterwards and the way the fans would handle it. And you, you, as always, gave us a great spot. But when they got beat in a game that they could have won and hung tough and came up just short, that made the Patriots 1-3. and three. And there was no question that Tom Brady was walking out of town Maybe even laugh a little bit that uh, uh, as of last year's results, my championship, you're not making the playoffs. As of tonight's results, me winning in your house. Sorry, Coach B. Uh, Yeah, Tom Brady was the man. But Bill Belichick has done something right here. They've now ripped off six wins in a row and are the hottest team in the NFL. What flip uh, was what switch was flipped? Well, quite a few, honestly. You know, the you could get cliche with it if you want and just say what the players have been saying going back over the last two, three weeks anyway, which is they started, you know, you talked about one and three. They started two and four going into, obviously, this six-game winning streak, and it's been a lot of just trying to keep that two and four mentality. You know, in, in their minds, you know, that whole, we've been talking about it for years, the whole Patriots, us against the world, and, you know, looking for any sort of bulletin board material to make it, you know, give them that extra little motivation, extra little edge, extra little whatever you want to call it. 
they view themselves right now in a healthy way as just these perennial underdogs. doesn't matter if they're, you know, like today, you go into a game, you're favored by whatever, seven, seven and a half points. In their minds, they are the underdogs. They don't see the Titans, at least publicly, as a team that is missing Derrick Henry, is missing A.J. Brown, is missing Julio Jones. It's a club that, quite frankly, you should beat like they're the Jets. But they just sort of, they have themselves in the right frame of mind. So that's a part of it. That's just a part of it. I think the bigger stuff is... On offense, you've got a lot of guys kind of coming into their own. Obviously, Mac Jones is, uh, you know, given a lot more freedom right now than he was early on in the season when he was more of a game manager. They're letting him actually throw deep a little bit, something I know we've talked about some in the past. He's mm-hmm. he's just, you know, gaining more edge, more confidence. He is a, a highly respected leader in that locker room for, obviously, a, a rookie, such a young guy, you know, his teammates and, and peers around the league. Nobody talks about this guy as a rookie. People don't compare him at this stage of the year 12 games into other rookies. He's not compared to Trevor Lawrence. He's not compared to Zach Wilson and on and on with the other first-rounders. He's compared to other quarterbacks in the NFL, which I think is, is a really significant thing. So that's another part of it. And then the biggest part of it, to me, is the other side of the ball. This defense has allowed a shade more than 10 points per game or 11 points per game during this six-game winning streak. You know, 13 points allowed today to, again, a very depleted Titans offense, no doubt about it, and, and there were points in time, even though it turned into a 23-point blowout win, there were points, points in time even in that second half where this game was absolutely in question, or maybe you were in your, you know, kind of edge of your seat in the stadium there. It was, it was not a, a game to be taken for granted, but this defense, led by obviously Matt Judon and J.C. Jackson and Devin McCourty and, and Jalen Mills and Dante Hightower and so many other guys, they have played absolutely tremendous football. They're you know right there at the top of the league among takeaways. It was another you know, 4-0 differential today in terms of the, the turnover battle, which is something Bill Belichick talks about all the time. And also, we've, we've talked about this, they're 8-4. They could be ten and and, and uh, or eleven and one. They could absolutely be eleven and one. They have three losses. You mentioned the Tampa game. There's also the Cowboys game that went into overtime, and of course the season opener against Miami, where they fumbled the ball in the red zone late when a, a game-winning field goal, had they not fumbled, would have given them that win. They are three specific moments or plays or whatever you want to call them away from being eleven and one. So Jody, I mean, I've rambled on here, but what we're getting to, it's a good football team. I like your rambling, but I got a couple things off it. Number one, uh, those games that they could have won, they could have lost the Texan game, right? And they won that one. Sure. Yeah. I okay. mean, look. And, yeah, and I, the I'm... Charger game, which they won 27-24, they could have lost that one, too. So you're right. They could be 11-1. and one, Or mm-hmm. flip-sided, they could also be 6-6. Six and six. Sure. If they had lost so too, so they are what they yeah. are. That that guy who used to coach up there, and he also coached yeah. in New York. Right? Yeah, uh, you know, are what your record says you are. Uh, so they are. They're an eight and four team, and they're a damn good eight and four team. And eight and four as of competing for the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, let's leave it at that. All right, mm. the we are underdog theme. Who accomplishes that? Is that purely Belichick? Is that the the the, the veteran leaders on this team? I think as good as uh, Jones has played, and I love Jones and loved him coming out of college, and I thought he landed in the perfect spot in New mm-hmm. England, and damn if it isn't playing exactly that way. 
I don't know that he can do that as a rookie, even though they might not look at him as a rookie and other people in the league might. He is a rookie. And mm-hmm. to be able to go into that room with some very veteran players and go, we're going to play like under, we got this underdog mentality. I don't know if he can pull that off. Who is? Is it just Belichick or are there other veteran guys that are uh, making that work in the locker room? No, I think what you said is right. I think it's it's Belichick first and foremost, and obviously a veteran coaching staff, many of whom uh, members of, of that staff have been around for a number of years. So it's it's not like there was a a huge amount of turnover there. You still have sort of your your fixtures at each coaching position, and uh, on top of that, it is it's it's veteran leaders. It's Dev McCourty. It's Matthew Slater. You know, it's uh, these guys that have been around for a dozen plus years. Some of the other guys that that have been around for you know, six, seven, eight, nine years, whatever. Dante Hightower obviously is is in that mix as well. It's it's absolutely it's it's not Mac Jones. You know, he's a guy that that needs to be uh, you know one of one of the parties involved and you know say and do the right things and and express himself the right way. And there's no doubt listening to him at the podium multiple times a week, he is uh, in, incredibly even keel and and humble and. Uh, will remind you the way that that he talks, and I want. I'm always, you know, sort of hesitant to, uh, you know, uh, you, <laughs> phrasing is very important, obviously, when when ever making the comparison. But he reminds you vocally a lot of, uh, you know, a, a certain guy that played here before him for 20 years and had a whole lot of success in terms of just the way that he carries himself. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Tom Brady or anything like that, but the way that he carries himself especially at such a young age, and, and just, you know, the, the intellect, the smarts, the, again, even-keeled nature, never get too high, never get too low. Some of these cliches that we talk about in sports all the time, but are very true with certain guys, he's one of them. And uh, I, I think that that leadership, uh, while he is certainly not responsible for what the, you know, the two of us are talking about right now, uh, he's, he's a big part of it, uh, I think, in terms of just trying to keep everybody's uh, heads in, in the right place in-game. Outside of games and in the locker room and guys being loud and firing them up and giving those motivational speeches, not, that's not Mac Jones, obviously. But on the field, I think he's a very good leader. Fair enough. All right. Um, I got to give somebody above and beyond Belichick credit. I don't want to shortchange Belichick, but and we, <laughs> and we know he is both head coach and general manager of that team, chief cook and bottle watcher while he's at it. But the Patriots had an unbelievable offseason. Mm-hmm. They cleaned out some of the deadwood. They had cap room to spare. They were aggressive in free agency, something that probably hasn't happened in your lifetime or my lifetime since free agency came into the NFL, that they, they were the top spender in the National Football League. And damn if they didn't spend smart and well and just produce results with the guy they've gotten. I know Belichick gets the yeoman's part of the credit. Who is his number one underling that that decided, helped build the side, where we should spend it, how we should spend it, who we should spend it on, and all the home runs that they hit there? I think there are, uh, you know, obviously some some different people. Like you said, it, it goes beyond just Bill Belichick, and obviously, you know, we're we're past the point of of uh, Nick Casario being here and being his right hand man as he was for uh, a long, long time. Him being in Houston, you know, the Patriots. De facto general manager is a man by the name of Dave Ziegler, who is, uh, you know, he's he's really climbed the ranks. He was sort of the the next in line, the underling, uh, as you put it, behind uh, Nick Casario for uh, for quite some time, and has really again just climbed the ranks of uh, 
of the organization, viewed in many ways as, as kind of a, a shooting star and, and well-trusted and uh, highly respected and all of it. And uh, so he's a guy that, um, you know, I, I couldn't tell you too, too much about him on, on any sort of, uh, you know, personal level other than to tell you that he's, uh, you know, kind of a, a younger guy, early 40s, and, and obviously has, you know, quite a bit of trust from a man who's got a couple decades on him in Belichick. But uh, that's, that's, you know, the... The, the totem pole is, is really those two men at the top outside of, obviously, you know, ownership and all of that. But in terms of front office personnel decisions, it's those two guys. And you're right, they had a great offseason. They, they spent an, an historic amount of money in free agency, not just by Patriot standards, by NFL standards. And uh, there, were, there were some uh, great additions on both sides of the ball. And I think first and foremost, Matt Judon, uh, Judon obviously, defensively. And, and uh, a guy that scored a couple of touchdowns today in, in Kendrick Bourne on the other yep. side, who has you know, scored or has 600-plus uh, yards, was kind of a slow starter to the year, and has, has really come on and been great. You know, I, I think that we're still waiting for more, obviously, from uh, – you know, every, everyone was expecting, like, John U. Smith was going to be the – the, the the most pivotal offensive addition and and Hunter Henry as well and while Henry does have seven touchdowns at this point right there among the the league leaders and tight ends uh, you know targets receptions yards they're not anywhere close to what you would like them to be at so there's there's still more work to do I think mm, if there is more work to do it will come at a later date because this is a group that is going to fight for the divisional title and here's the fun part five games to go. And the Patriots and the Bills have not played yet this year. Uh, next week, you get your first Buffalo-New England showdown. And then week 17, they do it again in Buffalo first, then at New England. Um, last year, the Patriots weren't too pleased that they lost their divisional crown to Buffalo. And they were the top of the heap coming into the offseason. Any good, bad blood between Buffalo and Miami and uh, New England coming into these two matchups this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the... The biggest bad blood. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is me sounding too much like like a patriot, but uh, I, I just don't think you look a whole lot at, at past years. I think you look at it and say, okay. I mean, look look where we are. It's December, and you got two meetings in 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 the span of four weeks. You know, one obviously, like you said, on Monday Night Football in, in prime time, and the other one in Gillette the day after Christmas. You know, two games that. Uh, absolutely could and probably will decide who not only who wins this division but very potentially who wins the entire AFC at least for the regular season and uh, I, I just don't think you need much more motivation than that you know I, I, I really don't I think that's you know everybody knows both sides what's going to be at stake when these two teams clash and uh, they've they've sort of put themselves on this collision course by the Patriots you know I don't know some would say overachieving i don't feel that way they're they're really right where i expected them to be uh at the start of the season not where i expected them to be when they were two and four but at the start of the season where i expected them to be and i think the bills have uh quite frankly um you know waters kind of found its level a little bit i thought they were going to take some step back from last year and they have and uh now you know now we're going to see what's what it's going to be a great showdown between both of those two teams over the next month all right uh run one more by you I had two really good NFL uh, writers who have been covering the league for decades on my show last night, John McClain and Hub Arkish. Sure. And I ran this question by them, and they both hedged a little bit, which means I asked a good question. They A, weren't <laughs> ready for it, and B, it is a good question because it's not an easy answer. I said, who's the MVP of the NFL right now? And there's 
four, five, depending on how liberal you be, eight or ten guys you could look at. If they had an unbelievable run for four weeks, they could jump to the head of the class. Should Matthew Judon be in that category? MVP? Like league MVP, not Correct. the player of the year? No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I uh, look, Matt, the Patriots aren't where they are without Matt Judon. He's been exceptional. He has been... Again, a phenomenal offseason addition, and uh, I, I think that what he's done uh, should not be understated. That being said, I mean, when do you really see a defensive player win most valuable player? It just, you know, it, it generally does not happen. You know, I, I think, you know, typically you, you start with the quarterbacks, obviously, and, right. uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, among others, are going to be in the conversation. Hell, I mean, Tom Brady could could very reasonably be in that conversation. You know, oh, the yeah. makers probably had him as uh, as a favorite even going into this week, and, and it's not like he was terrible today. So uh, I, I just don't see it. I, I think ultimately we're going to be staring at a running back winning MVP at, uh, or a uh, quarterback, pardon me, winning MVP as, as we typically are. Probably right, but here, let me make the uh, argument, the narrative, like they do in their speeches to try and get somebody into the Hall of Fame. And, oh, by the way, they take defensive players all the time, so I know I'm swimming more upstream here. Sure. A lot of times the MVP is the best player on the best team. And it's not impossible that the Patriots can finish with the best record in the NFL this year. And the best player on the New England Patriots is Matthew Judon. Shoot me down. I I won't disagree with that. I I think you could you could very easily make a case, at least right now, twelve games in of the seventeen game season, that Matt Judon is the team MVP for the Patriots. I think that not everyone necessarily will think the way you think or the way that I might think when it comes to, you know, those larger awards. You know, kind of in the in the, the, the same way that I don't know. You you look at it and you just say, you know, how how often does does like a, a baseball MVP voting, right? Like typically, uh, it's it's not necessarily going to be the best player in all of baseball that that gets the award. Now, obviously, like AL, you saw Shohei Otani win it this year, and he should have. But a lot of the time, it's not going to be the Otani. It's going to be the you know the the best player from a playoff team. Because how can we give the MVP to a guy that that doesn't make the playoffs. Now, I know your argument is that the Patriots are the best team in the NFL, and then you have the best player from the best team. I, I get it's a different thing, but I think it's just sort of that there's a roundabout thinking when it comes to voters for any of these awards and whatever the sport, where they spend a lot more time talking themselves out of things than they do talking themselves into things. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily trying to talk anyone into Matthew Judon as the MVP. Shoot, I just mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I put a couple bucks out on, down on Mahomes um, because I thought the odds were just too high. And sure. uh, I, w- I will root him home from here on in. But uh, <laughs> I am not one to be adverse to saying it doesn't have to be a QB, that it could be a wide receiver or a running back or the best defensive player in the National Football League. And I think he falls into that category this year. We'll see if he gets any support. I love it. I'll, I'll settle for defensive player of the year. Pat's had one of those a few years back with Stephon Gilmore. Let's bring another one home. Yeah, I, uh, do you think Stephon Gilmore is missing New England right about now? I don't just Just mentioning I, I, that. I, 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 Honestly, probably not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'd like to be in a winning environment, but that that guy was done. He didn't want to play here anymore.
His time in New England was up. I got it. Uh, yours is as well, my friend, but it was time well spent as far as I'm concerned. Adam Cuffin, thank you very much for hopping on with me tonight. Always appreciate it, buddy. I'll be waiting for the next time the phone rings. And he'll probably say yes again because he's a good dude and he always brings information to the table. Adam Kaufman, uh, used to host here on CBS Sports Radio, uh, sports director for WBZ up in Boston these days. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 